And welcome back to the program. Time now for our book talk segment. And uh, great to welcome today. A woman has written uh, another one of her uh, great books that uh, not only is uh, uh, filled with great information about food, but also for health as well. The latest is called The Plant-Powered Plan to Beat Diabetes, a guide for prevention and management. We're joined today by uh, Sharon Palmer uh, on the telephone. And uh, Sharon, good to talk with you. How are you? I'm great, Doug. Thanks for having me. Good to have a chance to talk to you. I thought we had talked before. I'm not sure. I looked in the archives, but if we haven't, it's great to have you on uh, today and uh, having a chance to kind of go through your book here and uh, about these, uh, I guess we should say 100 vegan recipes are in this book as well. So it's not only just for, uh, you know, the, the beat diabetes, but it's also for the vegan end as well. And uh, first of all, what, what got you uh, interested in this particular topic? Yeah, well, I've been writing a lot about plant-based diets for my career. Right. Um, I'm very passionate about this style of eating because it's linked with so many health benefits. It's good for your whole body. It's good for the planet. And more research has been coming out on how it's particularly good for diabetes. It can help you reduce your risk of getting diabetes. And then if you do have diabetes, it can help you. It can uh, help you control it better. It can lower you, your use of medication it can reduce complications, and it can even uh, get you off your medications for some people. So it's a very powerful, promising approach. Yeah, I know just kind of doing a uh, rudimentary research and and reading up on it, the people that have certain types of diabetes, uh, diet can almost, uh, and maybe in some cases, totally get rid of it altogether, right? I mean, it's not necessarily for all types of diabetes, but, but diet can almost get rid of it, right? Yeah, we're seeing seeing that people go into remission by eating a, a healthy plant-based diet with their lifestyle, exercise, and all of the things that go along with a healthy lifestyle. We're seeing that people can go into remission, which is very exciting. Now, you, you're just kind of reading through the, the notes on the book. Your, your parents, uh, I guess, were, were grew up on farms. Did you also grow up uh, in a farm environment, or, or is it just from them you kind of got this interest? I've always been interested in how food grows and and how it's good for our bodies because my parents were both farmers and I was raised in the Pacific Northwest in the country but not uh, you know not on a real farm we had a very large garden we grew a lot of our own food but I think that's all part of my fascination with plant-based diets and health. I know growing up, I grew up in Long Island. We had a, a backyard, and we, we always did like a summer uh, vegetable and uh, a farm, uh, my dad and I. And uh, there's something about when you grow your own food. Uh, I'm not a big vegetable fan, I have to say. I'll eat them. But it seems to taste better when you grow it yourself. Is that true? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's actually borne out by research, that when you grow your own fruit and vegetables, you're going to eat it more. You're, you're going to have higher quality because you pick it when it's ripe. Unlike when, unfortunately, in the supermarket, it could have been picked over a week ago. Right. So it, it tastes better. You're, you know, there was love in producing it. And research even shows that if, gar- if you have a home garden, kids will eat more vegetables. So there's a, that's a really good thing if you have some space and you're interested to try to grow some of your own food. I guess what a lot of people might ask you or or maybe say, well, you know, just eating, you know, vegan kind of a diet, uh, can I get enough protein in the food? I know you talk about it in the book, and obviously you can, but you have to kind of pick from different areas, right, to get enough protein as opposed to if you don't eat, you know, if you had some meat, you have protein in that. Where do you get the, what do you make up for it in plants? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you can get enough protein on a plant-based diet, and it is important to make sure you're balancing it and, you know, 
having some, some thought in planning your meals, but you want to make sure you're getting a plant protein in every meal, and that could be something like beans or lentils, dried peas. It could be uh, soy foods like uh, edamame or tofu or tempeh. It can be nuts and seeds, peanuts, uh, sunflower seeds, uh, pistachios. And then we're also getting protein in things like whole grains and vegetables. So it's just balancing your plate with all those foods and you can get those nutrients. And you don't have to eat like a pound of it to get the same amount of protein, do you? I mean, in the smaller quantities, you, you can still get enough? Yeah, a, yeah, that's right. You can get enough protein um, to meet your needs in, in a serving of beans and lentils on your plate in combination with all those other foods. If you have... Uh, you know, some people do need more protein. For example, if you're a bodybuilder or, you know, you have a large body size, you might need a little more protein. So you have you might have to have higher number of servings, but it's completely possible to get enough protein. And just kind of going through the book, uh, the different types of recipes. It's not just dinner. Obviously, there's different types of food. You have breakfast uh uh, uh, recipes, of course, uh, salads, obviously, but uh, uh, main dishes and uh, even desserts. So uh, it's a variety of, uh, of recipes in here. People tend to think, oh, I've eaten vegan, I'm just eating vegetables all day. But it's not that, right? Exactly. So many people think that uh, when you eat plant-based, you're only eating vegetables, but it's really this hearty diet, uh, a well-planned diet. It's hearty, it's satisfying, it's things like those grains. Uh, you can have baked goods. You can have like hash for breakfast with sweet potatoes. You can have uh, hearty soups and chilies, pasta dishes. There's just so many things that can really make that diet beautiful and satisfying. I know even uh, just kind of looking at the recipes for desserts, I didn't realize you could do this. You have uh, fruit and veggie ice pops, so you can actually make a frozen dessert. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's a really easy thing to do to blend uh, fruits and vegetables and then pour them into um, the, the popsicle molds, and you can create your own healthy, sugar-free, frozen desserts that you can just enjoy anytime you want. So that's a fun thing in the summer. Yeah, that's great. How did you put these recipes together? Do you do a test kitchen, or do you do? How do you do the research to to do these recipes? Yes, I have been developing recipes in my kitchen for a couple decades now, um, and. I do a lot of research on concepts. I've traveled around the world to, to learn more about cuisines. And I test them, develop them in my kitchen, and test them uh, a few times before I'm ready to release them. And it's just a real pleasure to enjoy these, you know, to bring these recipes to people, uh, to their home, and to, to let people realize that you can make these delicious foods. They don't take a lot of time. They're not expensive. You can find the ingredients in your supermarket, so that's really fun. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, finding the ingredients, uh, uh, some of the bigger markets obviously have a, a larger selection in the fruit and vegetable department, so they're all available, pretty easily available now. Yeah, a lot of these ingredients are getting more and more widely available. I mean, I remember tofu, which is a soy food that's super nutritious. It would be, you know, you used to be hard to find, find right? It yeah. yeah, but now it's pretty much in most stores, and you'll see all the different varieties now. So you're starting to see more availability of these ingredients. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great idea. We're not saying you can never have a hamburger if you want, but uh, it's probably better to cut back on the meat anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, it, it's, if you want to take a more gradual approach to eating plant-based, you can 
you know, start out with slowly increasing your plant-based meals and reducing your animal food intake, you know, uh, to just slowly make these changes so you can move more to a plant-based diet. The name of the book is The Plant-Powered Plan to Beat Diabetes, A Guide for Prevention and Management, and it's 100 uh, vegan recipes in the book, and Sharon Palmer has been our guest. And Sharon, I know we have limited time today, but uh, give out your website or where people might go to get more information. Yes, my website is SharonPalmer.com, and my social media is at SharonPalmerRD, and you can find a lot more information about the book, where you can get it. Um, which is available in most uh, bookstores and online uh, sites for books. Great. And well, you can also get a lot of resources there, too. We'll also put a link uh, on uh, the website as well. But, Sharon, great to talk with you. Hopefully we can uh, do it again uh, if your next project comes out. But thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Doug.